Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning and all that you're doing. God, in so many ways, it's evident your hand in our life. And I pray, Father, that now our heart and our mind and our spirit would be open to what you have to say to us through your word. I pray, Father, that you would bring it alive. I pray that you would encourage us. I pray, God, also you would convict us and challenge us and do your good work in our life. God, help us to see the way that you're leading us and guiding us. I pray, Father, that you would give us understanding, and we know that understanding only comes from you. So, Father, let us have a wonderful time in your word, and let us receive and respond to what you're saying to us. In the mighty and precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, today we close the series with one last name of God. Not that we have discussed all the names, not even close, but today we're going to close it out with, with one more name in this series. Now, to begin here, in the book of Genesis, in the middle of the creation story, we learn something very, very important about God. And I think it's important that every believer really understand this. It's going to look like we're talking about a little bit of doctrine and maybe I'm doing a little bit of teaching, and I am. But there's also something that I want you to understand as we're talking about getting to know Him. What is He like? Who is He? How does He reveal Himself to us? And so in the beginning, of the, in the middle of the creation story, in Genesis chapter 1... And verses 26 through 27, this is what the word of the Lord says. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image according to our likeness. Who is he talking about? And he says, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth. And then he says this, so God created man in his own image. So he introduces himself and he says, listen, I'm going to create man in my own image. But then he says, we do it in our likeness, our image. Let us make man in our own image. What is God talking about? How is he revealing himself to us? You see, God's own image, as a matter of fact, is also in us. God is plural. It's not that there are different gods. He's one God, but he reveals himself to us in different people. And different persons. And this is important for every believer to be able to get this down. This is what we call what is known as the doctrine of the Trinity. There is the Father, there is the Son, and there is the Holy Spirit. Now, I have this image here, and I want you to understand and get a better picture for it. So take a look at this here. It's coming. There it is. And so this is God. God is the Father, God is the Son, God is the Holy Spirit, but he's, the Father is not the Holy Spirit, and the Son is not the Holy Spirit, and the Son is not the Father. They are three distinct persons. Now, a lot of times what will happen is we'll limit ourselves. We try to put God in the box of what human thinking and understanding can be, and that's a huge mistake because God is a creator outside of creation creating. And so he's not limited to what we can think and understand. So for him to reveal himself to us in this way is important that we understand. A lot of times people ask, well, how can God be over here in this church and right now and we feel his presence and at the same time be somewhere else? Because of his spirits. 
And it's so important that you understand this. Listen, I have another picture, another image that I want you to see. You put up here this, this next image, and maybe this helps us get a little bit better understanding in our human, in our humanity to understand this. The way that water can simply be ice, but it can be a liquid, but it can also be a vapor all at the same time. And there are so many other illustrations to this and so many other ways to think about this. Absolutely. But I simply want you to understand that we're going to step outside of our human thinking and understand God as a spirit. Understand that he is not stuck. Well, God's in heaven and he's so far away and he's so unattainable. Because this is a lot of people's thinking, well, if, well somehow will he hear me? I don't know if he can hear me because he's so far away. No, he's right here. He's right here, and yes, he can hear you. He's, he's right here. A relationship with him is very much attainable. It's very much attainable. You see, in this series, we've talked about the Father through, through many of God's names and his love for his children. And you get that. Please get that. Throughout this, throughout this whole thing, understand that he loves you dearly. And a relationship with him is the number one goal. That you would have access to holiness. It is the number one goal. Last week we talked about the powerful, beautiful, holy name of Jesus. And we talked about the authority that you have. We talked about what he does in saving you and setting you free. And we talked about how Jesus, you call in his name to protect you. We talked about all of those things. And today we're going to spend some time talking about the name and the person of Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus first introduces Holy Spirit to his disciples in John chapter 14. And this is going to be our main passage and where we're going to sit at today in John 14 and verses 15 all the way through 27. And he says something, and he opens up with this in 15. He says this, if you love me, keep my commands. Now, Jesus, you're going to notice as we get into this text, Jesus repeats himself these same things. If you love me, then keep my commands. Can we say that together on the count of three? If you love me, keep my commands. Now, this is so significant for every believer to understand because you cannot say that you love God and not keep his commands. It does not work that way. You cannot have lip service and have no action. I mean, you're not even trying. You have to put some work, some effort into it. It's not, well, I just took the free gift of God and, 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 and I say that I love him, but your heart's not, your actions isn't in him. He says very clearly, if you love me, keep my commands. And then he says this in verse 16, and I will ask the Father... And he will give you another advocate, he's referring to the Holy Spirit, to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. You see, this is a cornerstone for your relationship with God. You cannot, you cannot say that you love God and not keep his commands, not even attempt to keep his commands. You see, loving him and keeping his commands, they go together. They, they, they go hand in hand and Jesus teaches his disciples that the spirit of truth is an advocate for them. It's the Holy Spirit that will go before you. It's the Holy Spirit that will intercede for you. It's the Holy Spirit that will go on your behalf. In some translations, it uses the word comforter. But this is important. The Holy Spirit will be your advocate, will be your comforter, at least for those who keep his commands. You know, some translations use... Um, the phrase the Holy Ghost. 
the Holy Ghost. And I find it so interesting that a lot of times people are, they're so much more open to Casper, the friendly ghost, than they are to the Holy Ghost. Well, that's, yeah, that's cool and that's possible, but the Holy Ghost, I don't really know what that's about. How can God be the Holy Ghost? What is, what is that about? What, what, is, what does that mean? Listen, there's a couple of words that I want to break down here for you, and we're going to take a look at them here in the Greek. First of all, the spirit of truth. The word spirit in the Greek is the word pneuma, and the word truth is aletheia, aletheia. And essentially what God is saying here, what his word is communicating to us is that he is truth. Understand that the leading and the guide, the Holy Spirit will only lead you in truth. He will never lead you in ways that are contradictory or that contradicts the word of God. He is the truth. It is the truth. The word of God is the truth. The spirit of truth will reveal further truth, but only what the word says. He is not going to lead you down in some type of thing that can become some other type of ideology or theology or other thought of God or cult or some other type of thing. No, he is the spirit of truth. It will always lead back to who he says he is. And then the word advocate in the Greek is parakletos. Parakletos, also meaning comforter. Essentially, what it means is called to come to one side, called to come to one's aid. See, the Holy Spirit will come to your side. He'll come to your aid in the midst of what you're going through in this life, and aid will come to you. You'll have power that you didn't expect. Humanly, power, you're limited to a certain amount of things, but the Holy Spirit will come and be an aid, come and be a power in your life. Something humanly, physically that is impossible for us, but the Holy Spirit will come and work in your life. Essentially, what Jesus is saying is that the Holy Spirit will come alongside you and come and empower you to walk this life out. This is what the Bible says. Let's continue on with the passage. It says this, the world cannot accept him. The world cannot accept him. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, Jesus says, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. And I always find this so important, this sentence. He tells them, but you know him. He lives with you and will be in you. See, the Holy Spirit can be around. We're going to take this a little bit deeper, and I want you to get this, but he... The Holy Spirit can be around. We come and we feel his presence and it's different. But it's a whole different thing of the Holy Spirit living inside. It's a completely different thing. Completely different thing. And, and, he, and he says this here. He helps them to understand. You can feel the presence. Oh, I just felt the presence. It's different. There's, there's a difference. He says, I will not leave you as orphans, but I'll come to you. Jesus never intended. He says, listen, I'm going to go to the right hand of the Father. The Father sent me, and I came, and I came, and I did what I came to do. But listen, I'm going to go back to the Father, but I'm not going to leave you by yourself. You're not going to be orphans. You're not going to be without God. This is why he's not distant and far away. Why? That's why he's here right now. Because I am going to leave you. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He is going to be in your life. So he tells believers that the Holy Spirit will be in you. And this is what has become so important. These bodies would become temples for the Holy Spirit. And it's so important how you treat this temple. 
do you, do, you, do you get this? This is, this is us understanding that this is not our own. So how we treat this, I mean, who, where does this come from? This don't belong to me. What do you mean? Of course, you belong to you, I belong to me. What do you mean? Who created you? Who spoke life to you? Who knew you in your mother's wombs? Whatever decisions you have made, listen, who made you? Who spoke in your life? Well, pastor, you don't even know the circumstances of me coming to be. There, there was, you know, there's some stuff as crazy and it happened and here I am. Listen, there are no accidents. You are no accidents. You are no coincidence. God knows you. God sees you. God knows the blood that's pumping through your veins. God knows the desires of your heart. God knows you better than you know yourself. He knows you. You, there are no accidents. And he has given you this flesh to take care of this temple because the Holy Spirit would come and be inside of you and your flesh would be the temple where Holy Spirit would come and reside. Jesus tells him, listen, 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 listen. You're not going to be orphans. I'm coming. His presence is here now and living inside of many of you. Verse 19. Before long, the world would not see me anymore, Jesus tells them. But you'll see me because I live, and you also will live. On that day, you'll realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. How is this possible, church? How is this possible? Only through Holy Spirit who comes to live inside of believers. That's the only way that this is possible. Verse 21, he says this, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. He says it again. Can we say it together on the count of three? One, two, three. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. This is the second time in the same moment that Jesus says the same thing to his disciples. If you love me, then keep my commands. He's teaching about the Holy Spirit, but he's, listen, 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 the house the house has to be swept. If you love me, keep my commands, he tells them. Then he says this, the one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. How is this possible, church? Only through Holy Spirit who comes to live inside of believers. Only way. Amen. Only way. Verse 22. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, right? Not the one that betrays Jesus, a different Judas. Then Judas said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Verse 23, Jesus says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Can we say it together? Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. This is now the third time Jesus has repeated himself. And how many of you know if Jesus is going to be repeating himself, he really wants you to get it. If you love me, keep my commands. This is so much greater than saying, yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I check the box. Christian. And Jesus is saying, if you love me, then keep my commands. 
You actually gotta, you actually gotta say, you know what? I gotta give up some areas of my life. I gotta let go of some things. I, you know what? I, I, I'd rather follow you, God, than do that. I, I, I gotta. And, and listen, and this isn't for us to judge each other either, because some of us it's so much easier. It's just like, whoop, I'm done with that. I'm walking in Christ, like. And some of us, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a work, and it's a little bit more of a struggle, and we got to deal with some areas. I mean, we got some strongholds, we got some things that we got to get clean out of our house. We 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 got some things. Look, okay. But it's not for us to turn around and say, well, look, look at them, or why me? No, 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 we're on the journey. But you better pick up the broom. You, you, you better start doing some dusting, some cleaning, get that dustpan going. You, it, it, it's about us working it out. It's about us saying, okay, I do love him. And if, because I do love him, then I'm going to obey his teaching. I'm going to obey his commands. And then in that, he says this. He says this. Look, look, look at this. He says, my father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. How is this possible, church? Only through Holy Spirit who comes to live inside of believers. This is the only way. Jesus says we will come and make our home with them. How is we? The way in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 20, let us make man in our own, in our image, in our likeness. How is this possible? Because of the third person of the Trinity. He's still 100% God. It's just a person of him that comes to reside inside of humanity. The body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now I have a picture here for you of the Jewish temple that once carried the presence of God. I want you to see this here. This was the temple that was built. It was first built by Solomon and then... It was destroyed sometimes later when the people went into captivity and everything that they faced, and then they rebuilt the temple. But the second time, the presence of God doesn't come to reside in the temple in the second time. But the presence of God came, and he showed up in this place, and only the high priest, the great high priest, would come into the inner sanctuary, and there he would be met with the presence of God, only him. And then there was other priests that work in the outside, in the inner courts, there in the outer courts, and they did different things there. But the people knew that they can come to this place, they can give their worship, they can give their sacrifice and do that. And the holy presence of God was there. God instructed them how to build this. And Solomon, King Solomon, is the one that built this temple. Prior to this, God's presence was also with them, but he was with them in a tent. And I want you to see this image here. I want you to see this image. God shows Moses, reveals himself to Moses, and gives them instruction to build a tent. And he says, my presence will go with you wherever you go. And so the people traveled in tents, and they lived in the wilderness, and wherever they went, they set up where the tent, it's called the tent of meeting. Tent of meeting is the particular words here. And the presence of God would show up. So wherever the people went, where they carried the presence of God with them. Later, when the Jerusalem temple was built, the presence of God was just there in that place. That's where it was. You wanted to go to God. You wanted to encounter. You had to go where God was. Well, Jesus comes. Father sends the Son. Jesus comes and dies on the cross. He says, listen, I'm going to go back now with the Father. I'm going to go be with Him, but I'm not leaving you as orphans. This time, 
I'm going to send you an advocate. I'm going to send you a comforter. And the Holy Spirit will come, but this time, he, the temple won't be made by human hands. It'll be made by my hands. God fashioned you to be the perfect temple designed by him where holy can come and live on the inside. God made you with intention. I've never even thought that God made me with such a great purpose. He made you so that holy can come and live inside of you. See, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, he says this, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourselves. This is what he says. Someone created you. Someone made you. Someone has always known you. Someone knows you now. And you are not your own. But there's a Father who loves you, who made you, who knows you, who knows every scrape on your knee, who knows every bump, who knows every situation, who knows every journey, who knows everything that you've been through. And He loves you and wants to heal you, set you free, do the miracles in your life, wants to do every bit of that. And He says, this is actually a temple for my holy presence. This flesh takes the place of the tent and the temple. And now you and I become the sacred place for the holy presence of God. We do. Right here on the inside. Listen, 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 listen. listen. If you believe that somebody can be filled with demons, you best believe someone can be filled with God's Holy Spirit's. You've seen somebody filled with demons. You've seen somebody going through. You're like, whoa, Pastor, I've seen some things. Uh, Well, I'm glad you've seen some things. Also see that God can fill a temple with his Holy Spirit. So don't let this be too far out. Don't let this be beyond your human thinking. How can this possibly be possible? I know you would rather come have holy live inside of you than something else come live inside you. Amen? The question is, are you willing to work things out so that holy presence can come live inside of you? Are you willing to sweep some things out? Are you willing to get some things in order? Are you willing to do those things? Are you willing to say, I surrender, I'm yours? Listen, this is why it's so important that we understand. Listen, a lot of times, you know, we'll say this, well, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. And we completely understand the Savior part. Somebody that can come and save us from our sins. Right, he comes. He takes our place on the cross. Absolutely, right. We, he becomes our substitute. He he pays the penalty that we deserve. He's our savior, one hundred percent. But how about the Lord part? Do you get the Lord part that he becomes the Lord of your life? You know what a Lord is. I mean, he is literally the one that directs every of your life. He says you do. He's he's the Lord. And he says, clean the house out. I have something holy that wants to come and live inside of you. So sweep, get it together, get it in order, treat it well. And he's, he's the Lord of our lives in this way. In verse 24, let's continue. 
He says this, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. Could we say it together? How about this? One, two, three. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. This is what he says. He says, these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Listen, Jesus is super clear about this. There's no confusion. He's reemphasizing himself. He's trying to get everybody to understand. That person that was kind of paying attention, that was not really paying attention, right? That, that person that d- doesn't get it as fast as everybody else, he's like, listen, I'm trying to be super clear with you. Three times Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. And then he says one time, he says, but if you don't love me, you won't keep my commands. He's saying, you cannot expect holy to come and live in a place that you're not willing to clean out. If you're not willing to dust, if you're not willing to get that rag, if you're not willing to deal with the difficult things and clean them up, you cannot expect holy to come and reside in that place. You see, Holy Spirit wants to be the only spirit in your life. The only spirit. Verse 25. All this I have spoken while still with you. Right? Jesus is still here at this point. Verse 26. But the advocate, because he intends to be an advocate in your life, also a comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, these words are important for every believer to understand these. These words are life for every believer. You got to get this. Let this be echoed in your heart. Let it, let it just kind of sink in. Let it grow. Let it produce. Let it do something good in you. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. He says, we will come and make our home in you. If you love me, keep my commands. He is emphasizing this over and over. Brothers and sisters, you can do this. We can do this. And I know it is difficult sometimes to let something go. To say, you know what, this has been something I've done or this has been a habit and I've done this and I'm trying to find God and I'm trying to follow his ways. Absolutely. God doesn't ask you to get it all together and to come to him. No, he says come to him just the way you are. And when you get there, you, you got you to gotta do some cleaning. You got to do some things. You can do this. Another reason why it is so important that you hear testimonies from each other. Because if you hear, if God can do it, then do you get it? Do you get it? You find strength within the body of Christ. This is the only place where the focus will be on God doing the miracle in your life. This is not AA or whatever, AAA, however that. this, This is not that. Here we talk about how God did it. How God set me free. How God healed me. And if God can do it in me, God can do it in you. That's the hope that we have. There's the strength that we find. There's the peace that surpasses all understanding. Because my God is good. He's faithful. He is with me. He is for me. He has never left me nor forsaken me. I am walking with him. He grabs my hands. He pulls me out of the pit and puts my feet on solid ground. I am his child. I am beloved. 
I am. I do have a purpose. I do have identity in Christ. I do belong to the Lord God Almighty. I am His. And He is mine. And we come to a place where we say, God, I want you more than everything, anything else in this world. I just want you. You know what Jesus reminds us in Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. Sometimes we think if we just go after God and give everything else, then we're not going to have anything. No, God means to bless you. But you got to put him first. You got to put him first. Listen. I just want to give you these quick points, and we're going to close with this. Uh, living in you, the Holy Spirit can do this, and you see this list here. First of all, it'll produce the fruit of the Spirit. This is Galatians 5. Listen, there's some areas of your life that you say, I don't know how I can ever do some of these things. The Holy Spirit will produce in you what you cannot produce in yourself. You're struggling, having a tough time, can't get past it, don't know how you're going to start being better at some of these things. The Holy Spirit will produce in you what you cannot produce in yourself. Secondly, the Holy Spirit will release gifts of the Spirit. You've looked and you said, man, wow, it would be, it'd be amazing if God used me in that way or, or I had that opportunity. God will give you a gift. And with that gift, you will be able to bring God glory in ways and thought and thought, maybe thoughts you've never even imagined even possible. But the Holy Spirit will do it. And he intends to. He intends to give gifts to every believer. There was never meant for any believer to be left out without gifts of the Holy Spirit. He intends this because you have a purpose. And that's why it's so important that you understand the third part. The Holy Spirit will empower you to walk in purpose. Some of us have felt like I'm just aimlessly walking through this life. I don't really have direction I don't really know exactly where I'm going. I mean, I've tried this, and I'm walking, and I get back up, and I've fallen a million times, and I keep going, but I don't know. Should I go that way? Should I go this way? Which way should I go? The Holy Spirit will empower you to walk in purpose. You will not be confused about which direction to go. You'll even have options in front of you. Option one, option two, option three. Ooh, I don't know. Option two looks really good, and the Holy Spirit will say, nope, that ain't what I got for you. I got number three, and you'll say, God, are you sure? And God's like, oh, I'm sure. Listen, you think two is good but right around the corner there's a dead end i can see where you can't see but three if you follow three i'm gonna multiply things in your life you will be blessed beyond blessed i mean they will talk about how blessed you are and god will say he'll empower you to walk in a purpose that don't make sense to anybody else he'll help you stay the course sometimes it's really easy to get started and sometimes it's really hard to stay on track. Holy Spirit will do that in your life. Number five, Holy Spirit will remind you of God's word. This isn't like the person that has a great memory and they can memorize everything and every scripture and everything and every math test and they got it all together and they could just memorize it. This isn't that. This is the Holy Spirit giving you exactly what you need when you need it that brings him glory. Things that you've never even thought, what, how do I even know that? The Holy Spirit will speak it out. You might have heard it sometime then. You might have read it sometimes when. And the Holy Spirit will come and release out of you. See, the Holy Spirit means and intends to speak life out of your mouth. He comes, he intends for you to, to, for you to release life into other people through you. And lastly, the Holy Spirit, as we've been talking about, as an advocate, as your comfort, he will intercede with the Father for you. This is where the Bible talks about that the Holy Spirit will come with groanings too deep to understand, will intercede for the Father for you. 
He'll, he'll come and he'll say, Father, do you see them? They're having a tough time. Okay, here they are. Oh, they're struggling in this area. Oh, they need you. They need you. The Holy Spirit will come and he'll intercede for you. He is for you. The problem is there are so many believers that are living without this aid, without this help, without this strength. They can call on God in this way and that way, but Listen, the Father sent the Son. The Son says, I'm going to the right hand of the Father, but I'm not leaving you as an orphan. I'm leaving you with the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, what I'm asking you and challenging you to do is every day when you wake up, call on Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we got a day in front of us. Well, do you feel like it's a lot or you feel like it's just a, it's a, just a day where you're just going to be home and you're just going to be relaxing? Just know that the devil wants to attack you every day. So whatever you feel like you got on your agenda or don't got on your agenda, Holy Spirit, is going to be a day. Would you be with me? Come, 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 Holy Spirit. And let's do this. Let's do this today. In Jesus' mighty name. Can you stand with me? Jesus says this in Luke 11, verse 13. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's what He says. That's what He says. So here's my challenge. Call on the Holy Spirit to fill you. Call on the Holy Spirit to fill others and call on the Holy Spirit every day to live in victory. This is so important. Listen, have a heart and a desire, not just that God would bless you or that holy would come and reside in you, but have a heart and a desire that holy would come and live in the person next to you and the person across this room. Have God, God, would you just fill them? Would you just work there? Holy Spirit, you've been working here. Would you work there? Would you work there? Holy Spirit, would you work in these areas? Have a heart and desire. Don't come in here and let it be all about you. But let it be about the working of God in the church, in the brothers of sisters. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. There is so much to thank you for. Again, when we sit back and reflect and we say, wow. Wow. Thank you for your goodness in our life. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. That peace, God, it, it, it surpasses all understanding. The way you just showed up. The way you've worked in my life. And Father, we come to this place this morning where we receive your word and we hear it. That if we love you, we'll keep your commands. Help us, Father, to get into gear with that. Help us, God, to begin to take steps towards that. Maybe some of us, we take leaps and bounds. And others, we just take a small step forward. Father, help us to say we love you and to help you and help us to keep your commands. And Holy Spirit, come. Come and help us. Be our aid. Be our peace. Lead and guide us. Show us, reveal to us how, when. We love you. We need you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and fill my brothers and sisters. Come and fill God's people. Come and fill this place. We don't have to go to some temple, Father. We are, you are here and you desire to live. Holy desires to live inside of us. With that being said, with nobody looking around, maybe you're here this morning and say, the truth is, I'm not a Christian. I haven't really genuinely really been following Christ, but I want to. I want to make that commitment to follow Christ and to be serious about it and to, and to walk this out. I, I, I don't know all the details on how I'm going to do it, but I want it. 
I want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. I want him to be my Lord and my Savior. And if that's you, would you quickly just raise your hand and then put it down. Is there anybody here this morning? Thank you. I see your hands. Anybody else? Thank you. I see your hands. Thank you. I see your hands. Anybody else? Heavenly Father, we come before you humbly. We come before you humbly. Forgive us. God, you know, you know, you know, God, how we've, we've tried to keep one foot out and one foot in. God, you know, God, you know, you know about the things we've been involved with, but we want to surrender all of ourselves to you and say, God, work and do and save and set. God, I am free for you to do anything that you want to do in my life. Thank you for your love. We confess you today, Jesus, as Lord and Savior. We recognize the work that you did on the cross, and we come before you, and we confess our sins, and we say, Jesus, I confess you today. You are Lord of my life. You are my Savior. I believe it in my heart, and I'm going to do the best I can to love you and to keep your commands. Bless your house. Bless your children today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can we give God a round of applause? church, God is working. God is working. With that being said, we're going to sing this one song, and if there's anybody here today and you say, I got something heavy on my heart, I can use some prayer, I want you to come forward. If there's somebody else that say, you know, I just want to come to the altar and just thank God, I just want to lay before him and just say thank you to God, stand, kneel, lay, whatever you want to do, do that. Also, if those of you that raised your hands today say, I want Jesus in my life, I also want you to come forward. And church, let's just all together worship the Lord. Praise him, thank him, declare who he is. He is good and he is faithful. Amen. Amen. And intercede for your brothers and sisters too. Amen. Hey, Pastor Jack here. I hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed by it. If you did have any questions or prayer requests or wanted to connect with us further, I did want to share with you our email address. You can certainly find more information about us at mosaiconline.org. If it's in Spanish, mosaiconline.org slash ES. Um, but you can also email us here. You can email us at helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. That's helpdesk, H-E-L-P, D-E-S-K, help desk at mosaiconline.org. And you can send your message to us right there. We'd love to connect with you. That messages will get forwarded over to me and our team, our pastors, our staff, and we would love to help you and pray with you and come alongside you. God bless you.